Philippians chapter 3. Let's look at verse number 10 with me. Philippians 3, verse number 10. This morning we'll get started. Verse 10 says this. It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's read verse 14 out loud together. Ready? I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Father in heaven, would you now bless your word? Give us the words to say, encourage and strengthen your people. Help us, Father, to be able to set some goals and that, again, that we would do more for you this year than ever before. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Church, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that people don't set goals, and I don't know where you're at. They say that only 3% of, of Americans uh, will actually even set goals. And believe it or not, only 8% of that 3% will actually achieve their goals for this coming year. Now, I find the same thing with Christians. If not careful, we get into that mindset, what will be will be, or uh, I, can't, I can't do anything more than what I'm already doing. And church, I mean, it's not a matter of you doing these goals that, you know, just are, are far, so far out there that they're, they're not attainable. It's a matter of setting goals that are doable. And I think the youngest person in here to the oldest person in here, that you can set some goals for the new year so that you're not the same that you are today, that you'll put yourself. And, I, and, and obviously, from the pastor's standpoint, I would like for you to set some spiritual goals, all right? And those goals are not things that you're going to necessarily share with your pastor or even share with anybody else, but you need to have some goals. I didn't bring my iPad up here this morning, but on my iPad, I keep uh, all the goals from previous years. And so I've got last year's goals, years before, and I think the year before that, maybe another one beyond that, if that's actually on my iPad. And of course, my goals for this year are on there as far as I've got seven different things that I'm trying to do this year that I would like to do more. In some cases, it's the same thing that I did last year. Listen, you've, the adage is true. If you shoot at nothing, you hit every time. If you determine that you're just going to be what you are right now, then you're going to be exactly what you are right now. And in most cases, you're going to be less than what you are right now because we have a tendency to backslide and not go forward in our life. So this morning, I'm going to pre teach for a little bit topical and maybe preach for a little bit this morning on this idea of how to, how to reach your goals, how to set some goals and then to reach those goals. And I think it's important for us all to do that. You say, Pastor, I'm retired and it doesn't matter. You know, I'm just going to do my thing. No, but you're a Christian and you're breathing. All righty. And you ought to want to, you ought to have, there ought to be something inside of you, a desire. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better grandfather. I want to be a better Christian. All right. There ought to be something inside that, that pushes me to want to be better than what I am right now. All right. Now, this morning during the Sunday school hour, uh, you all were not with it. Okay. And I'm not being critical, but you're dead. All right. Okay. So I want to encourage you. Wake up. All right. Pay attention. All right. Some of you are not going to set any goals because you're going to sleep through my service. And don't do that this morning. All right. Because I have a goal too. And it's to keep you awake. All right. All right. So again, follow me this morning in this idea of what the Lord wants. Now, I'm going to use Philippians because I think it's kind of interesting. And we often use this as a passage for setting goals. But sometimes we stop at verse 14, which I just did, but I want to go farther. But in verse 14, he said, in chapter 3, I press toward the mark. Paul was talking. That word mark means goal. I press toward the goal. Paul, um, he constantly had a goal until the day he died of doing more. All right? And we ought to want to do that. But I want you to notice what he says next, okay? Now, look at verse number 15. Verse 14 says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And I love verse number 12 and 13. I'm going to forget those things which are behind. All right. 
hey, church family, some of you are thinking this, this morning, you know, you know, what could I do different in 2020? And I'm just telling you nothing. So don't worry about it. It doesn't matter what you did in 2020. You're starting 2021. So if you didn't read through your Bible, church, I mean, can I tell you, there's been times in my life that I've set the goal to read my, through my Bible in a year, especially when I was younger, and I didn't succeed in that goal, but it didn't keep me from the next year setting that goal again. All right. We have a tendency that if I fail, that I'm just going to give up and then there's no sense me trying because I'm not going to make it. Okay. But you're a Christian. You have a Holy Spirit inside of you. You can make it. Um, I think her name was Florence Chadwick. And years ago, probably a year or two ago, I gave the illustration about Florence, and I never read the rest of the story because I'd never seen the rest of the story. But Florence Chadwick was the first woman to actually swim the English Channel. All right? It was from a particular island. I think the island was called Catalina. But it was from a particular island to the coast of California. All right? I don't know why they call it the English Channel, but regardless, she was swimming that. It took her, she swam for 15 hours to get from that island and to, to get to the, to, the, to the coast of California. And uh, 15 hours. But when she was a half a mile from getting to the coast, from finishing, she couldn't see the land. There was a fog. The boat was going, the, the boat was going alongside of her and trying to keep her encouraged and you need to keep going. But the thing was, is she couldn't see the land because the fog was so dense. And so she gave up and she quit. And she was a half a mile from making it. And I want to tell you, so, so many times Christians are the same way. They give up just because you can't see the end. I want to tell you, God sees the end. But I never saw the rest of the story until this week that she did it a second time. And I did not know that. She's the first woman to be able to swim that, that distance. Uh, it was in July 4th, 1951. But when she swam the second time, she got, it was an, 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 an unusual because the same thing happened again. There was a dense fog and she couldn't see the land. But she finished this time, and when she finished, she said, I reminded myself that the land was there. And I want to tell you that when it comes to setting goals, you might have times in your life that you're not going to make it. The fog's going to be too dense. You don't see how you can do it. And you're going to get discouraged, and you're going to quit. But I want to tell you, you're in a new year. It's called 2021. And I hope the Lord comes back, but if he doesn't, you ought to strive to be a better person, a better Christian, a better father, a better husband, a better son of God, a better soul winner. All right. You ought to strive to be better. So set some goals. Hey, it's not going to hurt you to set a goal, and you're going to get a whole lot farther if you set a goal than if you don't set a goal. All right. It's like the person that says, well, I'm going to read my Bible, but I'm not going to set any goals for reading my Bible. And I've met people like this before. So I asked them. I said, so what kind of schedule are you on? Oh, I'm not on a schedule. I just open up my Bible, and wherever it opens up to, that's where I read. Okay. Now, can I say this kindly? You're a liar. If you do not have a schedule, you're not going to read your Bible. Alrighty? Amen. Are you all with me this morning? Amen. Okay, so this morning, I want you to think about this idea of setting some goals and reaching those goals. All right, so here's where I'm going to go with it. I'm going to use Philippians. Oh, I didn't finish that first. Look at Philippians. This is, what, this is what's important. All right, look at what he says here in Philippians chapter 3. In verse 14, he says, I press toward the mark, the goal. But verse 15, he says this. He's going to use that phrase, let us. He's going to use it three times. He says, verse 15, let us therefore, as many as be perfect. What's the next three words? All right, now, church family, when Paul says, let us be thus minded, what mindedness is he talking about? He's talking about verse number 14. Actually, he's talking about verse 12, 13, and 14. He's saying, this is the kind of mindset you ought to have. What kind of mindset should you have? Verse 12 and 13, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before. What kind of mindset should you have? I press. That means I push. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. 
Hey, listen, there's some of you in here this morning, you think to yourself, I could never witness to anybody. And the reason you don't try to witness to anybody is because you don't have a goal. Set a goal. I'm going to try my best this year to witness. I'm going to try my best this year to see somebody saved. I'm going to try my best this year to pass out gospel tracts. You can set a goal. You say, well, I might not make it. Welcome to the group. Okay? There are things we do. I set a goal. This is January the 3rd, all right? One of my goals, I don't like telling you all my goals, but one of my goals this year is to, I know, I know you're going to think this is not a very good goal, but you know, I'll just say this. The problem with goal setting is some people you set your goals too high and then you get discouraged because you don't reach them, all right? So I set a goal, one of for my health, I set a goal that I'm going to walk five steps every day. Come on, you're supposed to go, Wow. No, seriously. No, but I set a goal that I'm going to try my best to walk 10,000 steps a day. Now, I think some of you do 10,000 steps, you know, you're, you're energetic. 10,000 means nothing to you, but, you know, I, I, it's not that way for me. So January the 1st, I did 7,500 steps. I didn't make the 10,000 mark. And I know what you think. You think, well, you should have stayed up and walked. Okay, well, I didn't. Okay. So January the 2nd, I did 6,700 steps. And I know what you're thinking. You're a failure. I'm not a failure because you don't even set goals. Park there a while. Okay. Now, my, my watch has the pedometer right on it. So I can, I've so far walked 3,896 steps. So from now on, the rest of the year, we're going to have three-hour services so I can get my steps in. <laughs> now, church, I mean, I am not discouraged about January 1st or January 2nd because I still will strive to reach that 10,000 steps. And I'll, I'll have days, I'll have 20,000, but I am going to do my best to get my 10,000 steps in because that's a goal that I have set. And I don't just think, okay, well, I didn't reach my goal, so I'm not gonna worry about the rest of the year. Okay, so I do my quoting, I'm gonna walk. If I have an opportunity to go somewhere where I can walk instead of ride, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something to reach my goal. Now, that's what I wanna talk about this morning of how to reach your goals, all right? First one is this. I didn't, sorry, I didn't finish Philippians. I gotta go back to Philippians, all right? I'm gonna finish this first, all right? Are you with me so far? Say amen. amen. Okay, he uses the phrase, let us, three times, verses 15 and verses number 16. The first thing he says, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, means complete, means spiritually mature, be thus minded. What kind of mind? I press toward the mark. I press toward the goal. And if any, in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Verse 16. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. All right. Now, church, I know there's things that we can draw from the scriptures, but I think that Paul's saying, let's all walk by the same rule. What rule? I press toward the mark. We all ought to have the same agenda. I've got a goal in mind. I'm not going to remember 2020, forgetting those things which are behind. I'm going to reach forth. I'm going to press toward the mark. So first he says in verse 15, we should be thus minded. Then he says in verse number 16, uh, we should walk by the same rule. Then he says in verse 16, last phrase, let us mind the same things. Now, church, I know that our goals are going to be different when it comes to our life, but all of us ought to have the mindset that I want to be better. I want to do more. Brother Myers, good to see you this morning. Y'all, did y'all see him back there? That guy has lost 60 pounds. I would like to lose that kind of weight, but not his way. But good, good, good to have him in service this morning. And uh, what a blessing to have him back around. He's not going to make it to all the services, but I just noticed he was here this morning. 
And so, hey, if you want to go see him, his apartment's right over here on the side. You know, invite yourself for dinner or whatever, but you ought to go see him. And uh, again, I, I appreciate him very, very much. And I want to tell you, it's a miracle he's alive. I mean, that was God's grace because, uh, I mean, he was as close to death that I've seen. And so, again, I'm just thankful that he's with us this morning. It's nice to have him out of the hospital. Now, church family, in Philippians chapter 3, what Paul's trying to tell us, let us, let us, let us, is this idea of let us have the same mind, let us, let us be thus minded, let us abide by the same rule. What's he talking about? Verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Now, this morning, again, I'm, I'm not going to be apologetic for the message in, in the sense of that it's topical, but I'm just trying to tell you this morning, this is not a normal message, but we are starting January 3rd. I'm not going to preach on this all year long. I'm just telling you it's a whole lot easier to set goals at the beginning of the year than in the middle of the year. And I know that services is about an invitation, and an invitation is about changing things in our life. So I know we can make decisions throughout the whole year, but there is not a better time than the turn of the year to say, okay, I want to try to do this, I'm going to try to do this, I'm going to try to do this. Church family, you can have physical goals, okay? Now listen, I'm 51 years old, losing weight, I look at food and gain weight now, all right? It's just it's ridiculous, okay? And so I don't like it, okay? And I don't want to be heavy. I come from a heavy family, and so I, want, I don't want to be heavy. So I make some goals. I've got to try to do something to make sure that, but I, not only physical goals, there's sometimes there's some financial goals. There's things that I would like to do. Uh, and by the way, money should not have a hold of us. Money's supposed to be used for the Lord, but we, you should have some goals financially. Maybe your goal this year ought to be get out of debt. Pay off the credit cards. All right, another lesson, lesson another, another plan. Credit cards are a convenience and it is a loan. All right, we're not supposed to live our lives on credit cards. And if you use credit cards, you pay them off at the end of the month so you're not paying interest, all right? I know we're not preaching on it this morning, but if you are in debt, make that one of your goals, get out of debt, all right? But spiritually speaking, we ought to be setting goals in our spiritual life because that's the most important part of our life is our spirit when it comes to God, all right? So spiritually speaking, first of all, number one, is define your goals, all right? Figure out what your goals are gonna be. On the front down here, there's a, there's a box, and again, I wasn't here just prior to uh, New Year's, but inside these envelopes, uh, there should be a box on the back table back there. There's two sheets of paper inside this envelope. You're going to write the same goals on both. Now, if you write different goals, you have a dual personality, all right? You're writing the same goals on both, all right? You're going to keep one to remind you what your goals are. You're going to take the other one and put it, and you're going to seal that envelope. You're going to put it in there. I'm going to put the box away at the end of 2021. I bring the box back out. Your name is on the front. We hand you back your goals. We open your goals and read them to all the church family to find out. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we give, give those back to you to find out if you reached your goals or not. You say, Pastor, there's no sense to be writing them down. I'm not going to reach them anyway. Listen, you can't have that kind of attitude. That's why only 3% of Americans even make goals or even set goals. This is the time in, the, in your life. You've got to define what your goals are going to be. People do not set goals because they don't believe that they're going to hit them. People don't set goals because of past failures. People don't set goals because they want immediate results. Church family, I would like to have immediate results. All righty? Are you all with me this morning? I was getting dressed this morning, and I, like always, I ask the Lord, what, Lord, what do you want me to wear? All right, so I go to the closet, and I look at the suits. Sometimes if I can't get an answer, I go down one suit at a time. Do you want this one? 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 So this morning he said the blue suit, all right? I know you think I'm crazy, that's fine. I still believe in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths, okay? So if the Bible verse says that, then you should acknowledge God about everything, all right? Okay, whatever. But anyway, uh, so I pulled that blue suit out and I put the blue suit on and it didn't fit very well. There's something about my closet. My clothes shrink when they're in the closet. 
It's a bad closet. I don't like it either. So then I'm asking the Lord, are you sure you want to wear this particular suit? Because this is not very comfortable. All right? Now I want to tell you why it's not comfortable. Because throughout Thanksgiving and Christmas, I had a good time. Now, thankfully, the Lord said I could switch. So I switched this morning, and I'm wearing what I'm wearing because that's what the Lord had, and I feel so much more comfortable because I like to breathe while I'm preaching. <clears throat> but I know I need to lose some weight, all right? Don't say amen right there, all right? Just, I... well, no, we can't practice church discipline, Brother Smith, right? No, so I know I need to lose some weight. So I'm going to set some goals this year because I need to lose some weight, all right? But I'm going to tell you something. When you get to be our age, and I say our, several of you, it's not as easy. You know, when you're a teenager, you skip a meal, you lose three, three pounds, all right? I can skip for three weeks and I'm not going to lose three pounds, all right? Now, I just want you to understand that setting goals is important in your life. You can't just give up, all right? You have to have, uh, this is where I'm going. This is what I want to do. So first of all, define your goals, all right? Figure out what goals that, you, that the Lord would have you to do and ask the Lord about those particular goals as far as what you do and he'll show you, all right? So define your goals. Again, spiritually, it might be I'm going to have a daily prayer time. I'm going to do the model prayer. It might be I'm going to have a daily Bible reading. I'm going to read three chapters a day. I'm going to read two chapters a day. I'm going to read two chapters in the Old Testament, one chapter in the New Testament. You need to define your goal. I'm going to be at all the church services or I'm going to be at every church service that I can possibly be at. Define your goal. I'm going to win people to Christ. I'm going to give out gospel tracts. I'm going to tell people about the Lord. I'm going to make sure that I'm at a scheduled soul winning time when it comes to the church. You can find out what your goals are. Church family, the pastor does not write your goals for you. You write your goals. All right. Um, my wife, I think, was it hamburgers we had last night at the stage? We had hamburgers last night and french fries. Healthy food. All right. So had a hamburger and french fry last night. Now, I want to tell you when I had that hamburger last night, I cut the thing in half. And I cut it in half because I, I dipped it in ketchup and I had lettuce on it and sweet pickles on it. It was a good hamburger. She grilled them all out last night. Anybody hungry right now? I'm hungry right now. <clears throat> That's why I'm the size. I'm hungry all the time. All right, so, so then I dipped the hamburger in the ketchup and I took a bite. Now, I did not take that whole hamburger and put the whole thing into my mouth. I took it a bite at a time. Your goals are no different. You know, we want instant success and instant fleshly gratification. It doesn't happen that way, all right? Some of you are thinking, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, okay? Let's see if you can lose it by tomorrow. I mean, unless you're cutting off your right arm, you're not doing it, okay? You know why? Because you know and I know that if I'm going to lose weight, it's going to be a long-distance goal. It's going to abide at a time. I'm going to cut back in this area and this area, and I'm going to do that for several days so that I can lose pounds. Can I tell you, goals are, you, you can't just say, uh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And, and most of our goals are not going to be instant. But you need to define those goals. And again, spiritual goals are the most important. And take small steps, and they are, it'll make it more doable. Number two, not only define your goals, discipline yourself to reach your goals. Discipline yourself to reach your goals. Now, 1 Corinthians 9, verse number 27 says this. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, it's interesting that when Paul said, I keep under, if you look it up in the Greek, it means to beat black and blue. <laughs> I keep under my body. I beat it up. All right. Paul was saying that if you are going to do what you need to do, you're going to have to have self-discipline in your life. You need to have self-control. All right. You can't just let your flesh do whatever it wants. Hey, there's some of you that you're in sin right now and you're practicing sin and your biggest problem if I can say it this way, is not the sin as much as it is the self-control of you not saying yes or no to whatever it is in your life. It's called temperance. But the fruit of the Spirit 
is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and what? Temperance. What does temperance mean? It means self-control. If the fruit of the Spirit is self-control, then that means the more spiritual I am, the more control I'm going to have over myself. So again, you got to discipline yourself when it comes to uh, being able to reach the goals that, you, that you're setting. All right? You're going to have to discipline. All right? So think for just a moment. How do I have self-control? Self Number one, I have to walk in the Spirit. That's a fruit of the Spirit, temperance. Uh, the Bible tells us in Peter, but add to your faith what? Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance. In other words, I have to add these things into the Christian life. I have to not faint. What does he say in Galatians 6? He said, and let us be, not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if what? If we faint not. You know, church family, a lot of us, our problem is, I'm going to throw some darts here and I don't want to hit that organ. You know, a lot of us, when it comes to, I haven't thrown darts in years. I don't know if I can do this or not. A lot of us, when it comes to hitting the, hitting the mark or hitting the goal, is we think, well, it's time I stop, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to do it right again, all right? So it's a good thing we didn't point that that direction, huh? All right, now I'll try these wimpy ones here. Okay. Okay. Now, what you're thinking to yourself is pastor can't throw darts, all right? <laughs> now, can I tell you that I still hit one out of four, and if you don't throw any darts, you hit nothing. You hit nothing. You're just the same as you are right now. You know, I, I come to the place that I can accept failure as long as I get back up. In other words, <laughs> to be honest with you, I could get good at darts if I would practice. It means I have to play it again and again and again. And in your life, you need to first of all define your goals, but then you need to discipline yourself to reach your goals. Stop, stop just saying, I, I can't. I can. God is the one that will help us. But again, deter, discipline yourself to reach your goal. Number three. Number three, determine not to lose sight of your goals. All right, now, church, this is interesting, okay? Do you remember me telling you at the beginning of the message? Church, I know this is not your normal message, but I hope that you'll at least think about what are you going to set for goals this year. But remember me at the beginning of the message telling you that only 3% of Americans even set goals and that only 8% of that 3% actually achieve their goals? Now th listen to this percentage. 45% of the 3% that set their goals reached their goals because they wrote them down. That's an interesting study. You know, okay, this year I'm going to, your memory is about as long as your finger, okay? If, especially if you get the older you get. You, you, set, you say, I'm going to do this, but if you don't write it down and keep it in front of you, you are not going to reach your goals. All right, so um, on my particular iPad, I have a reminders. I have, uh, uh, I guess you call it an app for reminders. And I have the first section is just my reminders. Those are the things I look at every day to find out, you know, as far as what I've got to get done. I have a second reminder. It's just snow, don't worry about it. It's the Holy Spirit telling you to set some goals. That's what that was, all right? I have a second reminder uh, that is for seed thoughts. The Lord gives me something, maybe I'll preach down the road. I write those down there. I've got another re uh, reminder um, on that uh, section for Topeka, as far as starting the church in Topeka, things I need to think about as far as new church. But I have one of those that just simply says goals. And my seven goals are in that one. And 
what I want to do is either daily or every the day, I'm going to open up that reminder of those seven goals to remind myself, am I reaching those goals? Now, can I tell you, you are going to have to keep it in front of you and writing it down is one of the best ways to do it. Also, another good way of making sure that you don't lose sight of your goals is to pray for God every day. Ask God to help you reach those goals in your life. All right. I don't really want to tell you my goals, to be honest with you, but uh, I don't mind telling you some, I guess. But uh, to me, otherwise, your goals are going to be bothering me. Are you reaching your goals? Don't bother me. All right. All right. I, by the way, one of my goals is to eat as many Walton Milk as I can. That's his goal. I mean, hey, it's God's. Thank I'm, I'm reaching my goal, too. All right. Okay, so one of my goals, I told you, the second, another one of my goals, again, there's seven, but one of the, another one of my goals is to make sure that I quote 10 chapters a day. Now, most of them will be long enough. Um, I like the book of Proverbs. I've, uh, by God's grace, I have it memorized. And so um, it, takes about two, it takes about two hours for me to quote the entire book um, of Proverbs. But one of my goals is, is to make sure that every day I at least do 10 chapters, all right? So this morning... Um, I quote on the way in, I was quote when I was going out to study, I think I've done four so far uh, of those chapters. If I remember correctly, it was chapters 10 through 15, I think is what I've done so far. And so I'll pick up on chapter 16. Now, some of you, your memorization is not a book. Your memorization is topically. Like for instance, uh, Kyle over here, I get to go over some of his with him. He goes over it with me. And I don't know how many verses he has memorized and I'll pop off the reference and he quotes the verse. I'll pop up, the, we do a Bible study together. Uh, and I'll give him the reference. And he knows lots of verses. Now, I don't know what your memorization is. Maybe for you this year, you want to memorize one chapter, okay? Now, I just want to tell you with memorization, if you don't use it, you lose it. Okay? I was 30 years old when I finished memorizing the book of Proverbs, okay? And it's because it was a stop and go. I never really stayed with it. I would pick it up. But I learned a long time ago that before I would memorize another verse, I would always go over what verses I have memorized, okay? So I'm to the point now that when it comes to memorization, I can, I can do the book. So one of my goals is this year is every day, I wanna make sure I at least go through 10 chapters. You say, why is that important? It, well, number one, it's important so I don't lose it. But number two, it's important because it's the word of God. It cleanses my mind. All right, what reading does, what memorization does, what listening to preaching does, the word of God is a cleansing agent. So the more I can put in, the cleaner I can get. All right, and I'll never be perfect until we come to Christ, but that's part of my goal this year. So, you know, uh, Stephen, whoever sits in the front seat of the car is usually elected to follow along to make sure that I'm quoting correctly. All right, and uh, so, uh, you know, they'll, they'll sit there and, you know, they all fight for the front seat. So now when they fight for the front seat, they can listen to me quote, all right? And they have to hold my phone and follow through in the scripture. Now, can I tell you that when it comes to that, I defined my goal, all right? I defined my goal. My goal is I want to try to do 10 chapters a day, all right? And then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to d discipline myself to, to, to finish that goal. So throughout the day, I'm going to try to go over a chapter two or three or four. And every day of, of my life, uh, and I've done it now for seven years, is I write down how much I've quoted for that day, all right? And then I'm gonna make sure I don't lose sight of that goal. I'm gonna keep it in front of me, all right? Now, I don't know what your goals is. I'm just using that as an illustration, but you have goals that you can set for your life that will help you spiritually, that the Holy Spirit of God will dictate to you, set a goal. And then what should you do with that goal? Number one, you define the goal. Number two, you determine. 
you, I'm sorry, you discipline yourself to reach that goal. And then number three is you, you keep yourself from losing sight of it by keeping it in front of you. How do I keep it in front of me? I write it down. How do I keep it in front of me? I spend time in prayer, all right? Um, and again, there's other ways by keeping yourself accountable to people that will help you with that goal also. If it's a personal goal, I, I try to be careful on personal goals. I don't share my personal goals with everybody, all right? I mean, there's a difference when there's things that are personal. But you know, there's like your wife or your husband, you could share some goals, you know, with them that they can help encourage you or discourage you when they tell you don't do that, all right? All right, last but not least, number, last one, number four, how am I gonna reach my goal? Number four, depend on God to reach your goal. Depend on God to reach your goal, all right? Now, church family, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not at thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall uh, direct thy path. You're gonna have to say, okay, God, I can't do this without your help, okay? Church family, the reason I didn't put down, quote, the book of Proverbs every day of my life, because sometimes I don't have two hours in a day, even using bits and pieces, I don't have two hours in a day, and I knew that it would not be a doable goal. Now, yesterday, I think I did 15 or 16 chapters, but I know there's going to be some days I'm going to be struggling to get five chapters in. You have to pick a goal that is doable and ask God to help you do your goal, all right? And by the way, he can help you do it. All right, he can. You know, some of you are slow readers in here and you think to yourself, I just can't read through my Bible in a year. But you know what? If you'd set a goal, you could get three-fourths through your Bible in a year. And three-fourths is better than nothing. All right, so again, set some goals. I was reading about a story. He actually became a pastor, but I was reading about a story about a fella who wanted to get married. And for three years, he kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And he was, eight, he was at the age where he could have married. But he, and he was engaged, but he was engaged for three years. All right, and... Um, you know, I think Landon and Cassandra ought to do that. They're scheduled to get married on Saturday. I think they should have a longer engagement. And I think three years would be good for the two of them. You need to tell them I said that. But anyway, so this guy was engaged for three years, and it was really bothering him that he, wasn't gonna get, that he had not gotten married. I'm sure it bothered her, too, and I don't know who she was, but the fella, um, I've got his name down, written down because he was a pastor. But, but, so anyway, he just went out to the park, and he was praying. And he said, I just can't... I, I don't know what to do, you know. I don't have the money to support a wife. I really can't do this. And he kept putting it off, putting it off. And there was an old man sitting in the park, and he was sitting on a bench. And as he's walking by this old man, these squirrels are, are fighting in the tree. Now, if you've ever watched a squirrel, a squirrel jumps from limb to limb. And if he misses the limb, he lands on another one. And then he climbs up to where he wanted to get from there. And the old man looked up there at the same time that squirrels were messing around and jumping and making these huge leaps and not making it, landing on a limb and climbing up. And he said, the old man said, the unique thing about a squirrel, that even if he misses, it gets him to the next tree. And for whatever reason, it stuck out in that guy's mind. He thought to himself, you know what? I'm just going to have to jump. And he got married and, and it ended up becoming a pastor and a writer. God really blessed his life. It was really kind of interesting. But you know what? It all because he got thinking to himself, okay, the squirrel does not get to the next limb every time. I mean, have you all seen a squirrel jump and he misses and he just grabs a hold of the, the next limb underneath it and he climbs up to where he was going? In other words, the squirrel still gets to his goal, but sometimes he doesn't make it to the limb. You know, in your Christian life, there's going to be times you're not going to make it to the limb that you're aiming for, but it's still going to get you closer to your goal. Amen. Set some goals this year. All righty. And church family, I know this most unusual message that I've preached on a Sunday morning before, but this is January the 3rd, and it's not too late to set some goals. And I would encourage you to write some things down. 
You don't have to have 50 goals. Some of you would be doing good if you just had three. All right? And I think you need to make set some spiritual goals. All right? Read more of the scripture. Try to be a better witness. You know, whatever it might be. Some of you, man, you just write down, I'm going to try to say a kind word to somebody every day. All right? That'd be a big good goal. But there are different goals the Holy Spirit's going to lay upon your life. Write them down. Keep them in front of you. Make your plan. Discipline yourself and reach your goals. And listen to me and I'm done. Just because you miss doesn't mean you can't fire again. You know, you're going to have times that you're going to miss. All right? I don't like those. Let's try this one over here. Man alive. You know, this does damage to wood. You know, I could fire from all the way back here. And I might make it, all right? And then again, I might not. But I can fire from here and make it. Some of you, the reason you, you don't make your goals is because you make them too big. Some of the times you don't make, some of you don't set any goals because you miss and you think, I'm not doing that again. Well, all you got to do is just get something that's doable, set a goal, and if you miss, get back up, do it again. Hey, I want to tell you, in, 2020, in 2022, you're either going to be less than what you are now, what you are now, or more than what you are now. And I'm talking about in every area of life, physically, spiritually, financially. You ought to set some goals to at least try to be more for what God wants you to be. That's what happens when you set goals. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Let's go ahead and ask the Lord's help this morning.